to New England Beer Reviews, episode 13, Blinded by the Colors. My name's TJ Davis, alongside Butt Butterson. How you doing today, Butt? Pretty good. You sound super loud, and you might want to back off from your mic a little. Just saying. I'll lower it a little. There we go. That's better. should be better. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, uh, welcome, dear listener, to our podcast. Um, as you may have guessed, if you you know if you know anything about local beer, especially Blaze Brewing Company, which I've literally never heard of, um, what we have titled this episode after their double IPA, "Blinded by the Colors." Shall we crack right in? Yes. Three, two, one, crack. I only sprayed myself a little. <laughs> I was going to say, it didn't look like we had a squirter this time. That's exciting. Oh, maybe that's what is meant by crass. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Pouring. 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 All right, I couldn't quite get everything into the glass because the beer itself has a very nice head to it. Agreed. Same here. God, that smell, too. Looks and smells like fruit juice. Ah, That smells really tasty. I'm excited to try this. Oh, and the chicken to go with the wings. Or the breast to go with the wings. Whatever that fucking... uh, grandma's boy line is but man that is good oddly enough it, all right now this is going to sound really weird and it's not in a bad way it reminds me of those like stupid gel filled decorative soaps that like my grandmother had and my great-grandmother had when i was a kid like like they were technically soap but they had some sort of like liquid inside of them, so they popped like gushers. But they are, had, you, are like, you thinking uh, of bath beads? Maybe I think I'm thinking of bath beads. But like they're essentially potpourri, but they look like decorative soaps. Again, that's not a bad thing. It has a, like a very floral scent to it for me, and that's kind of what I want from like a good new england ipa well good new england double ipa yeah and like the haze in it is fantastic too it is it's a (laughs) citra mosaic and el dorado huh all right i mean it's definitely a great hop combination it really is hey guys check yourself out blaze brewing company based in biddeford maine Next time you see, next time you're in Biddeford, visit Blaze. I might have to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, this is mighty tasty. I quite like it. I don't know, man. You got any uh, good beer talk recently? Uh, well, let's see. Here, let me finish checking this in, and then I will go <sighs> to. Yeah, I meant to picture. So, as far as things that I've had recently and haven't talked about on here, um, 
Oh, I never, I never checked in Rita, did I? No, no. I think you did. I enjoy Rita, though. Like, I don't know. I, I feel, I, I've said my fear that uh, Far From the Tree is starting to do, like, the same thing that Night Shift has done, like, progressively over the years. That, like, what they're making is still really good, but it's not quite what it was it's not quite as like slappy in the face as like some of their stuff has been like even the uh envy that you brought me a couple of cans of recently like i know i've had that in the past and like the habanero isn't just like a hint it's like you don't really get you get like a slight spice on the first sip and then it's that back end spice after you know the fucking apple and beets and whatever else because like that that thing has a ton of stuff in it but it's fucking it delicious and i still really enjoy it now but i guess my comment is like instead of making something that's like slap you in the face they're going a little more in the direction of making their stuff a little more accessible which again isn't a bad thing i just miss that like slap in the face yeah they nerfed it i yeah. and i don't appreciate the fact that they nerfed it um so other things I had from Far From the Tree recently was Mamosa, which mm. was I had that. Honestly, man, you didn't miss much. I didn't oh. think it was that great. Um, I thought so. Tiny Hat is, I think, was a more recent one that they did. That one is. Uh, it's some kind. It's some kind of more traditional cider, but it actually is really. That was pretty solid. And then, I think my favorite of the. And then I had Pulsar, which is I think the. It's so it's another dry hopped cider, but this one is Galaxy Simcoe, Cascade Mosaic, and Huel Melon, and it should have okay. been really good because you know Nova. At least, I mean, I haven't had Nova in forever. I don't know if they nerfed that too, but like, I always really liked Nova, and this was just Nova still tastes okay. fine. I miss Quasar because Quasar was Nova, but with uh, I forget what they got rid of, but they added Vic Secret instead. So yeah. like, Quasar was always my favorite of their Celestial Body series, I guess. Yeah, the best thing that I had was there was. Uh, Grove, which is a uh, really technically a sizer. Huh. So, okay. it, so let's. Would you like to let our audience know what a sizer is? Oh God, I forget exactly what a sizer is. A sizer is something like a mead, but it's made with. It's like it's almost like a fruit wine sort of deal. I think a sizer, but I think specifically with a, uh, um, apple maybe. But right. yeah, it's a. It was pretty solid. It had like a like, like lavender honey sort of stuff going on, and like that was that was like the best thing I had. I don't know. It's just I feel like they're kind of just not as good as they used to be. They're not bad, yeah. but they're no, not they're, as good as they used to be. They're definitely not bad, but yeah. I think that saying that they nerf themselves has is probably fairly accurate with that. Mm -hmm. And Which, then... Again, it's disappointing because, like, again, 
I enjoy like I, I've I've talked about like the summer vice before from fucking night shift back when they didn't actually know how to make sours and instead were just being like yeah I think this is how we do it and that was just like so spine tinglingly fucking tart that <sighs> I still have memories of that. Mm-hmm. I mean that there are a handful of like beers and boozes that have stuck with me throughout the years like that fucking Alanta from Glen Morangi the like 19 year aged in virgin oak casks from the Mark Twain forest that is like hands down I think the most beautiful thing I've ever drunk yeah and you've talked about it before on here yeah I know I just oh man I'd love to get my hands on a bottle of that again <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. No. Um, that was a limited edition. Yeah. Um, so I also had some stuff at Notch. Now, I had the Between the Waves, which was a pale ale with Matuka and Waimea, which I thought was All right. pretty solid. Uh, 4.2% ABV. I had the Vol Project Keep Your Cool. Now, that is a New England-style IPA, but it's a 6.4. So it's it's a much higher ABV than they usually go for, and it was great. Like, I thought that was awesome. Fantastic. And then the last one that I thought was fucking great was the Pachki Pastry Stout. That was only a 3.3. It's a 3.3 stout. Well, Pachki is like a... I think the best way to describe it is it's like a Polish donut. <laughs> that sounds like it could be fucking delicious. Yeah, it was it was fucking good. Like again, it's a three point three stout that was like, God damn, dude, this is great. And then a thing we both tried was the Phantom Fist version two from Proclamation. Oh man. That was not as good as it should have been, quite frankly. Um, Do do you want to give them a description, and then I'll talk about how those flavors came through? Sure. It's a sour IPA with tangerine, mango, I think pink guava or pink grapefruit, peach, juniper berries, lime, vanilla, and lactose. Like, that sounds like it should be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that those flavors came through was they, they didn't. It just tasted like a really mediocre, basic kettle-age sour, and none of their flavors that they claimed were in it really came through. Not even the fucking lactose for some reason, which is weird. But, like, lime, juniper, things like that should come through, period. And it just didn't. No, it, it unfortunately was, like, a mess of a beer. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure like where they fucked up. And I'm sorry, Proclamation, because I have liked other stuff of yours before. But man, this was just not good. Yeah, I was not impressed. Um, The other thing that disappointed me recently, and I'm going to talk about it, even though you haven't had it and you have it in your fridge, because honestly, man, it's not worth doing as a show beer. Um, Four quarters star crossed chai berry. Now, oh. 
It's the strawberry chai one. Fortunate because that does sound like it would be good. It should be really good. Like those are flavors that should work well. It sounded really interesting to me. And I feel like I got more scent than flavor. Oh. And like I didn't get a ton of chai on the scent, but at least I got something and it was like drinking it, it was like, okay, I can't even pick out like again the chai spices or really the strawberry. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It really is. Especially because again, four quarters is a is a place that makes good stuff. I've oh, had yeah. plenty of stuff from them that I really like, and like this had... was just kind of a miss for me. I I too have had plenty of stuff that I really like from them. So I guess that's what I'll be drinking post-show. Yes. <laughs> I'll let you know my thoughts next time. Thank you for joining us for New England Beer Reviews. <laughs> TJ is going to leave now, and it's going to be way better because it's just me. All right, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, and then, you know, I, I've had this before, but I did check it in this weekend, so I might as well talk about it. Fiddlehead IPA. Like, honestly, that is a solid fucking beer. Like, I like that you can find it lots of places. Um, and had it up in the White Mountains this this past weekend. And, nice. like, it, I mean, it's funny how it looks and tastes sim- similar to orange juice. Like, it's a really solid New England-style IPA. Um, speaking of something that I had that's local recently that you haven't had, though I meant to save you a can of it because I got, like, a 12-pack of it just because, was Wandering Haze, Hazy IPA from Cisco Brewers, based out of Nantucket. It was all right. <laughs> like, nothing yeah. really exciting. Like, it's, if you want something that has a little more to it than like, you know, a whale's tail. If we're specifically going Cisco, although honestly, none of them hold a candle to pink lady, but that's a story for a previous time. Um, (laughs) But like, yeah, the, the wandering haze, like it's fine. It's a decent, like, you know, beach beer. If you don't go too hard, it's a day drinker. Cause I think it's only like a 6.5, 6.8, something like that. Which I guess is high for an all-day drinker, but, you know, moderation. <laughs> um, yeah, it it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, again, speaking about, like, the nerfing of Far From The Trees, like, even fucking Cord taste nerfed these days oh, Jesus, like, does you, it? you used to get like slapped in the face with that maple which it's like not being a huge maple fan i didn't always enjoy but i always really enjoyed like the complexity of flavor inside of cord but yeah i don't know if they're just like using less maple in there if they're using a different maple if it's like sourced and prepared differently like i'm not sure but again even cord is tasting nerfed these days and like that's the thing is you know even earl is tasting nerfed these days because the the fucking bergamot hardly comes through in that these days and that's like super disappointing because i i like adore that flavor when it's done well oh yeah just when it's not it just feels slightly disappointing 
God damn it. Are we like shitting on Far From the Tree now? Yeah, we kind of are. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, like their stuff has become more accessible. None of it is bad. But being those who have been going there, what, like six years, seven years at this point? Yeah. I, I can't even remember. Because I feel like we used to go to the old location as well. Oh, but yeah. I, I can't remember where that was they were they did they move i think that they did have like an originally different location but i could be entirely wrong about that you might be wrong about that i'm not sure i might be wrong about that they might have just expanded into the building that they were next to already and that's why like my brain is thinking yeah i think they i think that they expanded the tap room into like i think that it used to Actually, I think what it used to be is that they used to have, like, part of that be a back room. And, yeah. like, now it's all brewery and they must do everything else off-site. But, yeah, it's, um, no, it's disappointing. And, like, I, you know, I, again, it's I feel... It's still a great place to visit and they still make delicious stuff. Um, as much as we have a rule against going to Salem in the month of October, they do actually make it worth braving the crowds well they did i don't know if they they still do um yeah but like that's the thing is i i feel like there are so many breweries that i used to cideries breweries whatever that used to make really (laughs) used to make really interesting stuff and have just nerfed themselves like over the years and you know it's like well, I understand, you know, expansion and whatever. And like, but at also, the same like, time, cost of stuff because you don't want to really like raise your price point a whole lot. And part of the yeah. reason, part of the way to not raise your price point is to potentially like spend a little less or put a little less into your different batches. So, yeah, but you know what makes, you know what makes that argument bullshit? Trillium. Yeah. Trillium has never nerfed their shit. They've been around yeah. for a long time. They've expanded a bunch. Their shit is just as good as it always was. They continue expanding, although I feel like their business model has been fairly smart, and they haven't been, like, dumb about how they end up continuing their expansion. Because, like, do, do you also know about now there's the Trillium Farm in Connecticut? hmm Like... So now they're like proceeding to try and grow a lot more of the product. So even in like their like food service location, what location? Because I think that Fort Point is the only one with a dedicated food service. Yeah, I think. Well, I don't know because uh, Canton moved, the tap room moved. So I didn't realize that. I think that they kept that facility for brewing, brewing. Yeah. but i think that they they're now in a bigger facility i don't know if they expanded into their own food service like they did in uh seaport but all right that's cool i did not know that hey some trillium news for you guys trillium's just getting like bigger and more badass and they're never going to sell out and hopefully remain awesome and yeah. hopefully never sell out <laughs> for fuck's sake they don't even distribute how could they possibly sell out at this point yeah. i mean I, I also like that tr- Treehouse is another that I don't think has ever nerfed their shit. Um, I do think that, you know... There are some of their beers that feel a little nerfy. 
Like, um, like they're essentially like other versions of other beers that they've done. Uh, but then again, like the Little Bird series from Trillium, I guess, could be seen as similar to that. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't really care for sessions personally. I find them boring. I do. I do too. But there are a lot of people who really like them. Yeah. Well, and you know. th- those are two quality companies that do make quality session ales. Yeah. I, mean, I think that we can still throw Notch in with that. Oh, absolutely. And I like that Notch is actually trying slightly higher ABV stuff, yeah. which is cool. Like, why not? But I mean, like I said, who knew that a 3.3% pastry stout would be that fucking good? But it is. You're making me thirsty and I'm even drinking a beer. <laughs> I'm good like that. Uh, all right. So good times. Um, as we approach the 20 minute mark, as we're in. Oh, God, we've only mark. been 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. I was like, is it pop culture time now? But oh, my God. Well, well I, I was going to say we now have like 10 or so minutes that we want to try and power through these beers that we're on so we can probably do some pop culture for a bit before we get into uh beer number two should we talk about the thing that we're almost at the end of oh we absolutely can um man i really enjoy vice principles it's Mm -hmm. been a fun ride i'm disappointed that only 18 episodes exist of it but it does look like we're approaching an actual ending for it instead of just being a random cancellation I agree. I think like I it seems like they got a real ending. Um I I wonder if it was planned to be that short or if it was got canceled. Like because if it got canceled then I feel guilty for not finding it for so fucking long. True. But like honestly man, like Danny but- McBride is generally more hit than miss for me. Um I think that I mean he he basically generally plays the same fucking character and everything more yeah, or less. Pretty much. But but it works for me most of the time. Um, it depends on how, if he's able to humanize the character some, it helps. Um, or if he doesn't humanize them at all, but makes them like amazingly hateable. Like that also works for me. Um, <laughs> but I also feel like, like most of his shows, uh, I, like, I don't know if it's, you know, sort of like contractual for him or if like his shows just keep on failing or if it's just mostly like hbo's model of having like at most like a three season show what other shows has he done that that you've seen what other of his shows have you seen because i i the only other one i can think of that's like his show where he's one of the creators is righteous gemstones which you still haven't watched and that's still technically ongoing this last weekend yeah dumbass i told you that i don't know apathy man Righteous Gemstones is solid. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I should absolutely watch that. Uh, and that's him. What's that three seasons so far and still One. going? One season so far. Okay. I uh, also think that Eastbound and Down only made it three seasons. I never watched that. I, I never watched it either. Like, I, I caught like an episode or two. It just didn't really grasp me because baseball is boring as fuck. It's the same oh. reason why I haven't watched like Brockmire yet. Honestly, though, Brockmire, like, you don't need to give a shit about baseball. It's, it's fucking awesome as is like, really like I definitely recommend it. I would try Eastbound and down be- after my experience with Brockmire. I definitely like, honestly, as a person who fucking hates baseball, I definitely recommend Brockmire. Mm-hmm. It's very much worth it. Um, cause bro- the baseball is just the setting. 
It's okay. about the characters. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, like I still, like I said, I still need to give it a shot. Well, I, I should watch. I didn't realize that Righteous Gemstones is only one season so far, but yeah, I should definitely like burn through that because that's like what an afternoon. <laughs> yeah, more or less. And like, but that that's a that's a Danny McBride being much like being hateable. Whereas I think that Vice Principles, one of the things I like about it is like, again, Danny McBride works for me, and like. I adore Walton Goggins. I yeah. fucking love him and everything. He's the reason I want us to watch Justified. No, I mean, I, I Tim really, Oliphant's great like, too, but after, fucking Walton Goggins. After this season, after watching like Vice Principals, it's definitely like, yeah, I want to. I want to see Walton Goggins be like villain, a bad guy. Villain, yeah, yeah. but like, like a but like a but like a simp, kind of a sympathetic villain, as far as I can tell. Like, you, it's hard to completely hate him. Real quick, turn down your game just a little bit, or like back up a little bit, because now you're like sounding. Let me try back it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we get excited. Yes, and we're gonna um, leave this in there because fuck it. <laughs> why not? Yeah, we don't like, edit. It's been like four minutes since I said fuck, so I had to get a fuck in there. I'm, I'm like falling behind on my fucking fuck ratio. <laughs> there we go. I'm, go- I'm good fuck, for fuck, like, fuck. yeah, fuck you, you fucking fucker. <laughs> Yay! Um, uh, but yeah. I missed that video. I wonder, I wonder if you can still find that anywhere, because that was a Flash animation, and Flash is dead. <laughs> Yay. Well, not yay. They're, they're, aw. I'm, I'm of the flash age of the internet. We can, yeah. we can play games and, and watch videos and, and see different animations. It was, it was pretty gif. Actually, it's post gif, but. Why are you suddenly Irish? Uh, I wasn't even going Irish. I was just going like old man telling a story. Shit. Yeah, except it came off kind of <laughs> Irish. Hey, but yeah, what, what are you talking about, you wee lass? <laughs> uh, no. It's a little more Scottish. Damn it. <laughs> also, you suck. Anyway, I, I think Vice Principles is solid in the sense that, like, I I mean, I really like that Danny McBride's character is, like, he's clearly deep, kind of a douche. flawed, but he's not the, a malicious no. person. Yeah. I mean, like, he does some bad stuff, but, like, it really is influenced heavily by Walton Goggins. And, like, it's like, it takes you until, you know, like, Walton Goggins is, again, we're, we're talking about this again, it's like, he's kind of a Gul Dukat. Like, there's, there are points where you think <laughs> that he's, like, maybe going to be able to redeem himself, and maybe he's not as oh, bad as you were fearing. He's not a bad guy. He's done some fucked up shit, but he's not a bad... Uh, fuck. <laughs> Crap. Oh. Uh, so, sorry, I forgot to put my phone on silent and my mom's calling me. Um, anyway, hi mom, I'll talk to you later. Um, now hi, my phone's on silent. <laughs> but yeah, the I, 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 Walton Goggins just, yeah, it feels like it's going to be a Gul Dukat situation where it's like, wow, you really are just like, you are a, a selfish sociopath. Like, <laughs> He, he's a narcissistic sociopath. Uh, I mean, yeah. essentially, the character could be a more effeminate version of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except like Donald Trump Although is never Donald as likable as has 
have anything redeeming about him. That's Not what I'm saying is single, even like seemingly redeeming thing about him. Where at times, like you, you do at least kind of hope that. Walton Goggins said that Lee Russell, let, let's not like confuse the character with the actor. Yeah. Although a lot of what Walton Goggins seems to play is like douche. Yeah. He, he was one well, of the better parts. Hey, he was one of the better parts about Ant-Man and the Wasp. I, think. I mean, yeah. And, uh, but I also, he, he played that super well, but like he doesn't always play a douche. I mean, think of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Did you get that far in Sons? I don't think so. I, um, hey, spoiler alert, you guys. I think I quit on that show, like, shortly after Opie died. Yeah. Um. So I don't think I got to Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins, I mean, I would go as far as to watch the, like, that, the season that had Walton Goggins, because, like, he, that character was incredibly sympathetic, um, and really good. I don't know. I just want to watch everything that has him in it now. Yeah. Kind of like I was doing with Daniel Radcliffe, but then I ran out of stuff that actually looked rad, so I kind of fell off with that. Yeah. Like he's I mean, he done... made some rad shit. Like... But, like, he's also done some movies that are definitely, like... <sighs> At the same time, Medi- though... He... Medium-grade Oscar bait? <laughs> he probably has a lot more freedom to more or less do whatever the fuck he feels like oh. doing. Yeah, and not do after, the stuff that he feels like doing because he's probably still getting decent residuals off of the Harry Potter stuff. I mean, as long as hopefully he had a decent contract. Although when initial contracts were signed, he was what fucking eleven. Yeah, so, which is you know, and I, I'm sure adults parents, handled it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no. I think that the Brits have better laws about that than we across the pond do because like yeah. a parent can definitely fuck over a Hollywood child even still very easily. Yeah. But he also like, might've, once he was older, he like, I don't know how many, you know, I don't know if you, if like you sign, if in that case you're signing a contract for, you know, the entire book series, or if you're si- like to be made into movies, or if you're signing like, you know, contracts that are split in, you know, in two or one for each movie, or I don't know exactly how that works, but like, you know, there's, ro- there, there's probably some room for negotiation. Yeah, there's probably some room for negotiation. I don't know. I, I would be curious to see. Well, I don't know. I guess that like Rupert Grint probably never has to work again in his life if he doesn't want to. Like, he, I'm sure that he still wants to be an actor. He's just not a very good actor. I mean, that's the thing is, I like, I, I, I haven't seen him any anything else. Uh, did you at Did you watch <sighs> Sick Note? No, I didn't. I should. I kind of want to give that. that I, 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 I would be willing to give that a whirl at some point because I haven't either. And like again, I want to like him. I don't know what he's like outside of the Harry Potter movies, so I'd be interested to give that a shot. Man, I feel like I want to have like, um, you know, one of those like casino wheels or whatever. That has like the da, 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 da. You, you know what I'm talking about, and it just has like a bunch of like shows and movies on it, and we can like spin the wheel to see what we watch. <laughs> yeah, except you, you need like a, a, a you're talking about a roulette wheel, and what you need is one that's like you know 
what you need is Tony Stark to fucking build it for you because you need one that's like a dig- like has yeah. digital in- changeable things because once you watch a thing then it has to come off of there and oh, like see I was just thinking making like, labels uh, so I, I was thinking like construction paper and tape <laughs> <laughs> just kick it low tech <laughs> no you're doing it right or you're not doing it at all you see now i want something like that instead of the dysoning i miss the dysoning yeah i mean but the dysoning was much lower tech and worked reasonably Uh, well for those of you out there who don't know um and i'm sure that anybody listening to this has no fucking clue unless Um, unless israel's listening in which or dan in which case hi israel and dan um hi jack jack might know the dysoning yeah, Jack probably knows the Dyson, and Jack doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm you sure kidding me? Jack doesn't listen to this podcast. But hey, if you listen to this podcast, Jack, hi, Jack. Um, <laughs> hi, Jack. The, these are not commands. This is not Catcher in the Rye. Um, God, I, I hate that book. Would you kindly grab <laughs> your second beer? Would you kindly? Alrighty, folks, we are on to beer number two. I know we just passed over that, but in case those of you who didn't realize it, that was a Bioshock reference. We were talking yeah. about mind control. Yeah. Would you kind Ah, uh, spoiler alert. We just ruined the end of the first Bioshock for- game for you that came out 14 years ago. I was going to say, like if that. you haven't played Bioshock yet, then like, stop yelling you've had into a, your mic. You've had enough time. Yeah, you have the same fucking problem. I, know, I, beg. Know. Um, uh, I have no idea how to change that. Uh, fuck that one up. All right. Three, two, one, crack. Okay, minimal spray again. All right, we are on to beer number two. I remember it's called Love Seat. I remember it has Amarillo and uh, fucking Idaho 7. It's I from do not Upper remember Pass. Where it's from. Huh? Upper Pass. Upper Pass. Where is Upper Pass out of? Uh, let, me, let me throw a random dart at New England and guess Maine. No. Damn. New Hampshire? No. Damn. Vermont. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. You had a I, you had a thirty three percent chance of right, but being right if you were guessing up like northern New England, and I, I should have gone Vermont second instead of third. Yes, I just know how much you how much time you spend up in Maine, and how many different Maine breweries we feature on this. Not that I have a problem with that. True, like, but there's the, a lot the, of tasty beer. The, these two were pickups from Liquor Junction in Reading. Huh. That is awesome and interesting. Hey, free plug for Liquor Junction in Reading. The place yeah. is fucking fantastic. It really uh, is. Their Woburn location that one time we went there wasn't wasn't bad, but wasn't as good. Yeah. But the Reading location is has a phenomenal beer selection. I it pretty does. much if you're looking for anything outside of a lot of the New Hampshire stuff, because I'm guessing that they have like weird laws about distribution in New Hampshire. Live for your die. Um, outside of New Hampshire stuff, you find like a phenomenal New England selection at like just a phenomenal beer selection at Liquor Junction in Reading. 
Agreed. It's over by the market basket. Market basket, kid. Yeah. Layaway available for people in land. <laughs> Ma, what did I tell you about letting the cat in the kitchen? <laughs> oh, man. I want to watch Jack Chop now. Oh, yeah. Jack Chop is a fucking classic. Uh, fun fact, the director of Jack Shop is also the director of Holliston, whose name escapes me, who also did a bunch of, like, other horror movies that, for the most part, are pretty decent. Not a huge fan of, like, his Hatchet series. It's just, for the most part, like, really generic, um, really generic slasher with, like, some... It, admittedly, they do have, like, some really solid kills in those movies, yeah, because like fucking uh, still blanking on his name really loves practical effects. And I think that's one of the cool things about him. Um, he did a like not quite found footage, I don't think, but it was essentially a mockumentary that had like Ray Wise finding a hole to hell and trying to tell this director about it. And then them making a documentary about this guy of is he crazy or is this real? Which I can't remember the name of right now either. Ugh. So I was just looking at this can and noticing. So Upper Pass Brewing Co- Beer Company is is definitely a Vermont brewery, but this was brewed for Upper Pass by Von Trapp Brewing in Stowe, Vermont. So this is another one of those huh. like we're too small to have an actual brewery kind of places. That like, is cool, awesome, and interesting. I mean, it's sort of like how, I mean, it makes me wonder if, like, that Von Trapp place does, you know, more or less what Dorchester Brewing Company does, which is, like, brew mostly other people's shit rather than their own. The director I was thinking of is named Adam Green. Ah, yes. The movie I was thinking of is Digging Up the Marrow, although I will tell you, the absolute best movie that he made in my honest opinion because like for me it was one of those like very edge of your seat kind of horror movies and like i love that shit when i actually find it uh frozen not not the disney movie but the movie about like three people who try to get in one last ride at the last minute at a ski resort and end up getting trapped on the seat Okay. Um, I wouldn't want to say more about it than that, but like the shit is fucking like I am a horror freak. <laughs> um I've been watching horror we movies. Yeah, I've been watching horror movies for <sighs> like 34 years at this point. <laughs> it's not a good thing that my first horror movie occurred at like 3, but hey, it made me who I am. Partially, I guess. Don't let your kids watch horror movies at three years old. Like, it's just irresponsible. This was yeah. the 80s. Like, but yeah, Frozen. Check it out. I well, think it's on Hulu. Oh, okay. Then let's watch it. Because you've been... Hell we've, yeah. We've been watching a lot of movies lately. And I'm like... Uh, like, so he made me watch some Ari Aster stuff. And like... Oh, what was the one that had Tony Collette? 
hereditary. Uh, hereditary. Yeah. I honestly, I like. I I I agree with Dan. Hereditary is a fucking mess. Like it doesn't. It like like it has some cool shots in it, but like tonally, it's a mess. Its story doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, no, it has too many problems for me. But Midsummer, I, like, I really enjoyed. Midsummer was very cohesive, and it was weird, and it was different, and I liked that. Like that didn't have the same weird like to- like tonal and content problems that Hereditary did. Um, I think that there's a good edit of Hereditary, but it's not the edit that exists. Uh, I think that there's a lot of stuff that you could have done early movie because your major set piece occurs what like 35, 40 minutes into the movie, and then the rest of it is just like a bit of a slog. I like what it tries to do. But I do agree, like, it's not a good movie. Yeah. Honestly, I think that uh, we should have watched, like, more of his short films. But he does work better as a short film director. But I also agree with you. Like, Midsummer is the best fucking Wicker Man remake that's existed. Yeah. I also I, got her I, to watch the I, original I, Wicker Man, not I the still, like awesome one with Nick Cage that's well, just awful. <laughs> I mean, Mids- Midsummer, I wouldn't really call a Wicker Man remake because it's different enough. It um, is different enough. Uh, but, but it's like, definitely inspired by. Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, I, I yeah, do. The original I do Wicker Man's like, pretty small. I like that. I mean, Wicker Man was one of those, like, first time I saw it, I think I was like 18 or 19. I was in. I don't know that I'd appreciate it that much at that age. Diane Harper's Myth, Magic, and Mystery in uh, at like Mass Bay Community College. Shout out to Diane Harper. I know you're never going to hear this. If anybody who hears this knows her, pass it along. She's amazing. One of the best teachers I've ever encountered in my life. Yeah. But one of the things that we ended up watching and studying in there. Because, like, we did, like, a bit of a film study as well. Or maybe it was, like, her other class, which I think was about, like, myth in film. Whatever. It was awesome. But the first time I saw Wicker Man was because of that class. And, like, it, for me, was such a chilling under your skin. Like, holy fuck. It may not be, you know, Summer Isle off of the coast of Scotland, but, like, I could absolutely see something like this happening. It's why oh, yeah. Seven got under my skin so much as a kid as well. Like, yeah. I can see, like, looking back on Seven, the timeline is, like, totally fucked up. But it's one of those things that, like, I could see this actually happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, like, stuff that actually kind of freaks me out or gets under my skin is, yeah, the stuff that you can, like, really see happening. Like... I personally also really love the like over the top kind of shit, but like I also it doesn't scare me at all. Like Willy's Wonderland is definitely a horror movie, but like so it doesn't fun. it doesn't freak me out. It's so much fun. It's like Wolf Cop is a horror movie. It's just weird and like it's like weird and shitty in like all the right ways. Again, so and good much in fun. all the right ways. Yeah, like. Oh, we should talk about this beer a little bit. Um, I think it's fantastic. Like, I'm already partial to begin with because I love the hop Idaho 7. And 
outside of like a couple of times, I think it's pretty hard to fuck up the flavor of that hop. I, I, I like it. I don't like it as much as behind the colors. I, I will say that. I think that it has a bit more bitterness to it, and that's probably coming from the Amarillo. Amarillo yes. is one of those that, like, if you don't do it, like, perfectly, I think that it becomes a little bit... It has a tendency to pick up a lot more of that bitter flavor, and I think it it picks up some of that bitter flavor here. Like, I, this is not a bad beer by any means. I did not rate it no. low. I just rate it, rated it, like, oh. 0.25 lower than the other. I have not checked this in, so I don't have the bias of what it says it is. I personally would probably give this like a 4.25. That's what I gave it, but I gave the other one a 4.5. Okay. I, I think the behind I'd probably the, give like a 4.25 as well. See, the behind the colors I liked better because it is smoother. No, no. It, blinded by the colors. Blinded by the colors. Whatever. We, we, we keep on fucking up that name. We still like the beer. Uh... Uh, up, up my butt is the name of the beer. Um, oh, let me guess. It tastes like ass. <laughs> uh, so who do you guys have played tonight? We've got uh, Jolly Giant, uh, the Shitty Beatles, and Crucial Taunt. Uh, how are the Shitty Beatles? Shitty. <laughs> Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. Uh, folks, I'm just I'm just looking at him. Do I think not that mind I, the man behind the curtain. I do actually mind him personally. He's creepy. Aw. I love Steven Universe. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're mostly in like pop culture talk at this point. So if you don't give a shit about what we have to say about random pop culture, I guess just turn us off and, uh, see you next time. I mean, what, what are we at for a timestamp now? Uh, 45, 45. Uh, 46. We should, we should keep going for a little bit. Oh yeah. No, we we don't need to tell ourselves that we can do. You know, in a couple of minutes, we'll probably start like wrapping it up. And I mean, I have I so full disclosure. There are a couple other beers that I had this weekend that I liked, but I can't talk about because we're going to do them as show beers. So I can't fucking uh, talk about that. Bum 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 bum. Wow. I'm not even going to say what they are, but like, oh, no, oh my no. god, dude, that is going to be a good fucking episode. I'm telling you that right now. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, I think that we know what next episode's going to be because it's one that I've been doing wanting to do for a little while. Yeah. Um But you'll find out next time which beer that is. I don't know why I'm doing shit like that today. Weird. I don't know, because you're special. Oh man, I kinda have to pee and I'm very tempted to just make you talk by yourself for a little bit. So oh, man. like, no, no, if you're going to do that to me, you, you need to give me a topic. What, what am I talking about? I was going to say hotline Miami, but like, I kind of want to talk about that too. Cause we just played hotline again for a while. Um, yeah. fuck. All right. So no, no, I got it. Go to the bathroom. All right.
and she flipped me off because like i'm like humming spanish flea (sighs) whatever um all right so what i'm gonna talk about real quick is the off the top of my head top three favorite episodes of futurama um oddly enough i think that two of them end up coming from season five shit do all three of them come from season five because like farnsworth parabox is definitely one of them spanish fry is totally one of them as well but what in the hell is my number three? Oh, 300 big boys yep so that right there is my top three probably favorite episodes of futurama uh, they're both great. If you've never watched the show, I think it's fantastic. It definitely lulls in like season six, which is their like movie season post uh, cancellation. Oh, oh, here we go. My favorite finales in order. Um, so my single favorite finale of Futurama, because it's a show that was canceled multiple times. So it ended up having like multiple finales. My favorite finale is the devil's hands are idle playthings. Uh, again, they, like it's a fantastic episode. I'm biased because I love Futurama, but I really, really enjoy that finale, I think, the most. Just because it's a lot more fun. Uh, the second would be um, episode name not remembered. The finale finale which ended up being the final episode, which essentially turns the series into a um, Mobius strip. So the ending becomes the beginning again. And like, there's something just so like heartfelt and beautiful to me about that, that I absolutely love that ending as well. My least favorite ending of their three finales would end up being the end of wild green yonder. I don't hate it because you you don't really know where they're going to outside of the point that they enter, but it's still my least favorite ending of Futurama. Welcome back. Thanks. (laughs) Could you hear Wash yelling at me? (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) Oh, apparently my mother was calling me because she, she just met a cashier at some pet store and she, the the pet that they got into a conversation. Apparently the, the, Cashier owned a 38 pound black smoke Maine Coon. Damn. No shit. And it's like, and my, my mom was like, that sounds like a pony. And it was like, yes, that sounds like a pony. I think that outside of the show, we should work on our hand symbols because it looked like I was just flipping you off in Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wash, apparently you're tiny. Apparently. Oh, the other thing that I've been doing recently is like working my way through all the episodes of After Hours again. Nice. It's fun. (laughs) It is. I I really uh, like they are people that I would love to like hang out with. I I can't say have a drink with because not all of them drink. So they're people that I would like to like hang out with for like an hour and just be like, can I pick your brain and just like bullshit with you? I think, I think that. All right. So so here, I think the one you're thinking of also smokes weed. So 
Sweet. So, in order of the main crew, of the initial crew of After Hours, who would you want to hang out with the most? I don't want to say the least. You you didn't have to, like, rush into that. but Daniel O'Brien. Daniel O'Brien. Like I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm man, sorry, everybody else, but yeah, Daniel O'Brien. Like, like no, everybody else is fucking awesome. Like, you, yeah, you, you, need, you need to check out more awesome. of their other work. But like, Daniel O'Brien, like, I don't know, is just much more. My brain works similar ways to his. So but that also makes me think that it would be like terrible to hang no, out with wouldn't. him. No, it wouldn't it no, be it'd fucking be awesome. awesome? <laughs> no, it would be awesome. Like, like based like, on what would, I know, it would probably be like Dob, Swaim, Bowie, then Willard. Like, I'm not sure if it's Bowie or Willard. Probably Willard than Bowie. For you, I mean, honestly, yeah. though, you need to listen to more of what what Soren's actually like. Like, yeah. Soren is a way more down to earth person than that character. Oh, I'm sure he is. Like, I I do love his character, but like. All the characters on there, because they are all characters, are archetypes. And I mean, part of the reason that I'd love to hang out with Soren, because it's like, I want to I want to pick his brain more about, I want to hear more about this, like, going to school in a barn in the woods shit. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Where is he from? Is he, um, like, Amish? He, he, no, he's from a tiny town that the biggest town around them is fucking, oh, is it Vail, Colorado? <laughs> oh, okay. He lives in, uh, but like, I don't know if it's Vail. It might be one of the other like ski towns, but like, it's not a, I mean, it's not a huge place, but it's like mostly yeah. touristy. But like, he's from like one of the tiny towns that's like kind of near that. You mean like whatever it is between like Chatham and Provincetown? I mean, they legitimately had like classes that was like, go fuck off in the woods for a weekend. Here's like, <laughs> a, here's like a pack of matches, you know, a couple of emergency of matches, rations, <laughs> and, and like a Sawyer straw. Good luck. Yeah. And that's like a high school class. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> And he was, and apparently Although, he was like I, one I of the least, admit. like most of his friends who went there were all like, all became like extreme sports, like professional skiers and stuff. And like, you know, he, he's kind of embarrassed about the fact that he didn't do that. Like he was, he's, he's much more athletic than most people he meets, but he was like kind of the shitty one in his high school. <laughs> And it's like, Aww. oh Jesus, dude! You you would you would look like a fucking rock star next to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would make basically anyone look like a rock star. Like, though, can I just hang out with like the four of them sometime? They don't just, like. I know. But again, they, Daniel O'Brien like, feels the most parts of the country. Daniel O'Brien feels the most accessible because he at least lives in this vague area of the country now. Oh, is Soren not East Coast now? No, Soren's st- he he works at American Dad. He still lives on the West Coast. He lives in LA. Oh. Um, he lives in Culver, yeah. actually. Oh, I don't know why, like, everything they did for American Dad, I thought, was Atlanta. Also, Soren, on the off chance that you listen to this, good move going to Culver. It's a much better school district than L.A. Unified. And also is just 
I don't know, a better place to live, I think. I mean, you're still more or less in LA. It's just that you have better schools and better services than you do in LA. So good call. Very good, good call. call. I like Culver a lot. Um, kind of thinking on that bombshell. Really? Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, you want to keep going? I don't know. What are we at for? 56. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We should probably wrap it up, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else that we should talk about? Oh, um, folks, if you've never played hotline Miami, please do yourself a fucking favor and play both of oh, them immediately. Yeah. Immediately. It's, it's not a game for everybody. It does have like, like I only ever played on like the normal, I've yeah. never played like hard. I should probably try hard at some point. Yeah, good luck. I consider myself, even still now, like late thirties, being like an above average gamer. I agree. Um, so like even things that are like, you know, medium hard, I can like power through. But then yeah. even for me, there's shit like, you know, I've just never really given the time to it just because I end up getting either bored or frustrated too quickly. But like stuff like Bloodborne or Demon Souls is like definitely only for upper level gamers. Like, that, like That's what I've heard is like if you if you are not an elite gamer, like a really, really good gamer and you want to fit want to see the end of Bloodborne. <laughs> Be prepared to spend like far much more of your life than you really should. Like it's something I'm sure that I could get through. It's just, do I really? Is that something I really care enough about to like, spend the amount of time that it would take me to get through? I've never done a full playthrough of either Hotline Miami on my own for 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 reference sake, people. Uh, the whereas the, like it, both it is, of those it games is a challenging are like. Game. It's not like for me, I do come across like challenging points that are just like you motherfucker. But like for the most part, I like I have beaten both of those games. If I dumped enough time into it, I know I could too. It's just that I haven't dumped enough time into it. And mo like I, I, but I really enjoy what we do is every once in yeah. a while, it's just like <laughs> it's a fun time. <laughs> let's play some fucking hotline. So you get some like amazing synthwave music and you get to like get some you know pixelated blood and you know a top-down 2d shooter like the backstory right, is great like hey let's at least throw out there because uh, yeah no i agree with you i fucking i find the lore of that game so interesting oh my god i know that i want to see like that shit turned into a film in some way mm -hmm. because I, I really i love the story of it but um even if you don't play it, if you don't think that you have like the the patience, I was going to go with tenacity, but like, yeah, patience is what it can take because sometimes you have to like woosah yourself. Yeah, but I, do do you feel like we should explain the lore to people so they might actually be more drawn to play the games? Oh, I was going to say at least like check out the music from the games because the music well, yes, is definitely. just phenomenal synthwave. If it's still if it's still public, I have a Hotline One and Two playlist on uh, now. It would be YouTube Music. Yeah. That I did originally make play uh, public mm -hmm. when it was on Google Play Music, but like, it's not every single song, but it's everything that was on 
Google. It's like 90%. Yeah. Um, but like some of the gist of the lore there is that you have a dude who, Oh no, no, let, let, let's start off at the, like the beginning. Well, yeah. I mean like, but jacket was part of it from the more or less the beginning. Oh, I was going to say where like our timeline diverged from theirs because their timeline diverged where instead of being in Cuba, the Cuban Missile Crisis happened with Hawaii. Yeah. And, like, that's really where our two timelines diverge. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, John dies at the end. I was going to say J-Date, and people were going to think, what does this have to do with, like, a Jewish dating website? But, no, John dies at the end. Yeah. I'll, give you, uh, I'll give you one spoiler. He does not die at the end. Yeah. John does like, not die. He does not die at the end of the book or movie. John dies at the end. Mm-hmm. Although I do kind of hope that he dies in book four that's on the way. Yeah, that would be nice. Like, I really like that series, but it needs to end. And I'm yeah. just becoming too distracted. Where was my train of thought going? Uh, we were talking about how the you you think that the the Hotline Miami timeline starts with, like where it, instead of it, it being the Cuban Missile Crisis, it kind of is more focused on Hawaii. And like, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. I mean, I mean, essentially, so, they still had Vietnam in that universe, but their Vietnam also occurred on Hawaii. Yes. And so you had US troops stuff in Hawaii, you have like a couple of war buddies who get who get each other out and whatever <laughs> and like um, beard and jacket. Yeah, beard and jacket and then, you know, jacket more or less so jacket turns out to be a sleeper agent for one thing, but he also more or less loses his shit when Beard gets killed in a nuke strike that wipes out San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And well, actually, like, I, think the, their story I think the application is, is that they wipe nuts. out a good number of cities. Oh yeah, no, it's a coordinated strike on the West Coast. Yeah, um, but Beard is specifically in San Fran when that happens. Mm-hmm. And actually, no, um, Hawaii gets nuked as well. They just yes. get hit first. But like, there's I can't remember who the fuck is actually on Hawaii, but somebody's on Hawaii. Um, but yeah, the and then you have you know. So, oh, like, isn't it Jacket's mother that's in Hawaii? Yeah, I think so. And then, but Jacket, so Jacket loses his mother and his best friend, you know, his best friend and slash war buddy in the same day, and more or less loses his shit. I think I think the implication is that he's a sleeper agent, though. Yes. So, like, I think that more like that trauma is what triggers him. He goes on a killing spree in Miami, ends up like in the hospital, and wakes up and like you know continues killing a bunch of people but like remembers who the fuck he is and why the fuck he's doing what he's doing and Mm -hmm. still does it um and then hotline two is all about copycats that are trying to carry out the message of the group 50 blessings well yeah but also giving you the backstory of where how jacket became jacket so it's both before and after hotline one but it's also where a lot of the copycats come from, too, because they are ex-military. Yeah. 
Oh, also, isn't there a new government imposed in the U.S. because, like, D.C. was taken over after the nuking of the West Coast? Yes. Oh, man, like, it's I think that's such... what 50 Blessings really is, is because, the, because effectively the communists took over the U.S. government, and 50 Blessings is actually the reaction to the communist government. Yes. So it's, it's a, mostly a bunch of ex-military people who were fighting against them in, you know, when we got essentially all the our, shit. Essentially our, our Viet, Vietnam, Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, man, like the lore is so enjoyable. In oh, this game. it really is. Like, again, it's a top down 2D shooter. It's fun as hell to play. It's bloody. It's got great music. But like then it has this whole huge backstory that you absolutely do not expect. As long as you look in the right places, because yeah. if you just run from mission to mission, you're going to miss it. Mm -hmm. But then every once in a while, not even every once in a while, every single level, there is at least one thing that adds to the lore. Yeah. I mean, I think that two well, really at least, cements actually, it. At least two things that add to the lore, because all of the post-mission stuff adds to their lore as well. Yeah, I think, but I think Hotline Two adds to the lore much more than one does. Like, I think that it, like they have it all planned out more or less in one. It's just that they're way more subtle about it. Yeah, in one. They, they give you more of the bones instead of and like you, the you, meat. What, what you do they, is they you, save the meat. They save the meat for number two. Yeah, I mean, what more or less what one is about is getting to know Jacket and giving a shit. And, like, realizing and then, that he's being, you know, he's not entirely in control either. Motherfucker. Hotline 2 is essentially just Red Dawn. Mm. Plus, in Hotline 2, you can play as Alex and Ash, twins who... Yeah, know, which is so much fun. Where you, you, want, you, one, you control both characters using one of each... Actually, no, they have a drag function. But one of them's got a gun, and one of them's got a chainsaw. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to use that chainsaw. It sure Just, is. It, it sure is how it is. And then you got somebody stuck on the chainsaw, and then you use your gunner guy to shoot somebody else. That's a trophy. Yep. <laughs> uh, Alright, now, we're at, like, almost 106 now. We yeah, start wrapping up. things up. Um, Alright, well... We've been New England Beer Reviews. Uh, check us out on like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. If I do anything with those, uh, you can hear us. Well, if you're hearing us, you already know where to fucking hear us. Uh, check us out on. Actually, no, I'm not going to prompt that at the moment. Um, yeah. So it's been good times. Um, My cats are like, can we go out now? Can yeah. Um. She's been Emily Schick. And he's been TJ Davis, the biggest <laughs> idiot ever. <laughs> uh, Again, <laughs> Gen Zers, go watch Clerks the Cartoon. You're going to be horrified, oh. but hopefully laugh. Man, if you can, like, find it anywhere, yeah, mm. absolutely. Like, it's six episodes. They're each, like, 21 minutes 20 minutes like they're yeah, fairly short yeah so like it's not even an afternoon like yeah. <laughs> it's funny it if is. you like if you like kevin smith it's like 
Well, it's neutered Kevin Smith, but it's funny. So yeah, yeah um, on that point, check us out on uh, JantaBobSecretStash.com. Um, I have been Kevin Smith with my hetero life mate, Jason Muse. Woo-hoo! Actually, I, I guess that I should be the Muse because I've got the blonde hair. I don't know. Whatever. Um, we're calling it. <laughs> Until next time. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Or just fucking get vaccinated, you filthy animals. I'm just stealing other people's sign-offs now. That's the, (laughs) the, this podcast will kill you sign-off. Also, I love you ladies. If I, I will mail you beer if you want to come on here. Uh, I was going to go for the um, off-brand swam ending, but I'm not going to do that. Because, yeah, no, hey. Anybody fucking email us at New England Beer Reviews dot uh, New England Beer Reviews at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Just like spell it all the fucking out. Um and I don't know, we, we might like mail you a beer and make you an and honorary member of episode. Who, anybody who worked for Cracked before the great firing email <sighs> us. Oh my god. Anyone. No, I, yeah, like pretty much anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down. Uh, we'll make we'll a beer uh, and we'll have like a decent interview. And I swear, as much as I say everything's going to be softballs, it's probably going to be a few hardballs in there too. Again, it makes me wonder if I should like, I should feel like I should reach out to uh, the, uh, well, there's your problem people and be like, okay, the two of you who live in the US, I will find a way to get you beer. Come on my podcast. Alice, Please. I want you to be here, but I don't know how to mail beer to, to Scotland. Please? <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I was trying to go for, like, the Roger Rabbit, please. No, you're fucking and, awful. Yeah, I'm just awful. Nobody should ever cast me in anything that's any capacity of a voice acting position, because, like, this voice, shit. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you're, you'd be better as a voice actor who more or less does your natural voice. Or yeah. like does the the fun deeper shit? Come on, windmill, windmills do not work that way. See, that's not even deeper, and I'm afraid that like my gain is too high. No, me, back there you me, go. No, I'm gonna back up a little bit. Windmills do not work that way. Good night. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. Oh man, I definitely blew red on that one. Oh yeah. Also, that's what she said. <laughs> but on all right. On that bombshell, we're, we're done here. We'll we'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed, dear listener. Bye. We always hope you enjoy us. Bye. Bye. Bye.